I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And we're Identical, Identical Twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now, each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of, but it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Kelly. I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're Identical, Identical twins. twins. And this is episode 85. I mean, that needs some applause. Okay, so you know, this is Kelly. I think oh, that no. the fives and the zero yeah. episodes are huge. They're milestones. I mean, 85 is definitely more of a milestone than like 84 and 86. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, 85 is pretty cool. 85 is a, just a great number. I mean, when you were a kid, 85 was your favorite number. Yes, she's right. It still is pretty high up there in my list of favorite numbers. But really, she would be like four years old and be like, my favorite number is 85. I remember that vividly because I didn't want the same favorite number as everyone else. Everyone else had their favorite numbers of seven or eight or mm -hmm. five. Mm -hmm. And mine was 85. Well, Truthfully, that was as high as she could count. <laughs> that is not true. You're like, I don't know any other numbers past 85. Yeah. And so this is 85, and I was excited about this episode, but as we oh, got planning it, right. this episode got bigger and bigger and bigger, and now it's like, it's huge. It's epic. It's epic. I mean, it doesn't always happen that an epic episode yeah is about a hymn we don't know but that's the case for this one neither one of us mm -hmm. knew the hymn at all right and so if you look back at our last sort of milestone episode mm -hmm. you know let's just go back five what hymn did we do for episode 80 oh for a thousand, thousand tongues to sing. sing i mean and then you keep going back what did we do for 75 what Jesus loves me. Yeah, we could keep doing this. We could keep this. going. Yeah. All right, stop the applause. Stop. <laughs> we love the idea that we have something to celebrate. Right. You know, especially on a milestone. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, we didn't really have a milestone until what, 25? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so now we're just celebrating all the time. And so this is a hymn talk, twin talk first. <laughs> that we have a milestone episode with a hymn no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're thinking people out there know yes, it. Yes. So I know for a fact that at least one, at least person, one person knows person. it. So this came to us as a request from someone who follows us on Twitter. His name is Ron and he's from Pennsylvania. Hi, Hi Ron. Ron. And he said that this was his grandfather's favorite hymn. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I, I feel that this is just really sweet. He was just a teenager when his grandfather died. Mm. And... After his grandfather's death, he was talking to his grandmother about his grandfather, and she's the one who told him that this was his favorite song. So, you know, I don't know. I feel like if his grandfather had just told him that in passing on any random Sunday at church or whatever, he might have forgotten it. But the fact that that piece of information wasn't shared until after he had lost his grandfather and then was able to, like, sort of savor every memory he has, I feel like he'll never forget it. Right. Right. It, it's so sweet. And it's almost like the grandfather wanted him to have these words to stay with him forever. Mm -hmm. So, And there's some great words. Oh, it, the whole message of the hymn, right? Right. I imagine any parent or grandparent would want their child, grandchild, yeah. to have these words sort of etched in their memory mm -hmm. 
etched on their heart for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So he says he hears this hymn in his own like personal playlist, mm. um, but his own church does not sing it. Right. But he can go back to like 50 years ago and he can hear it in his head. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All right. So it's time to tell everyone the title. I can't wait for everyone to hear this. Today's hymn, episode 85, is Haven, Haven of Rest. And of course, thanks to Ron for bringing it to our attention. So of course, we were drawn right away to this title. It's a hymn we don't know, mm-hmm. but this title, Haven of Rest, it immediately you know conjures up in your mind what it means, but we wanted to know where it came from. And I don't know, should we even be surprised? Haven of Rest does not appear in the Bible. <laughs> it is a completely man-made concept. Haven of Rest. So we dug into this title a little bit more. Mm -hmm. No, Haven of Rest does not appear in the Bible, but the word haven appears in the Hebrew in the Old Testament seven times. So interesting. Mm -hmm. So seven times. Let's just read one of the verses. And most of them are in the Psalms because it's some Psalm of praise. All right. So, well, this is Psalm chapter 107. Verse 30. What does the Bible say? They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Mm. I feel like they just need a rest at the end. I know. Why could they it just say haven of rest? rest. <laughs> <laughs> now, the New Testament is a little bit trickier. This okay. is in Greek, and the word that we have that's closest to haven is the word harbor, and it actually mm. only appears two times. Wow. And so there's no haven. No haven. It's harbor. Mm-hmm. We have Good Harbor Beach here <laughs> in do. Massachusetts. We, we should do. call it Good Haven Beach. Yep. Now, we only see it twice. It's both in the book of Acts. It's Acts 27.8 and 27.12. And both of them are about Paul on the boat when it gets shipwrecked in Malta. Kelly, Malta, I totally remember this. We talked about this mm-hmm. during the Navy hymn, Eternal Father Strong to Save, episode seven. Oh my gosh, we're really going back in time for this one. So Malta is the island. The tune name is Melita, which is named after Malta. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, here's a fun fact. Our friends went to the Isle of Malta. Which friends? Sandra and John. Oh, okay. <laughs> they told me that they actually had been there, that they went to see this island. I mean, I want to go. Where's our p- captain? This is your captain speaking. Yes, I want to go to Malta too. <laughs> All right, so I read, I did a little bit of research okay. about Malta, and visitors can Malta can take a boat trip to St. Paul's Islands at the entrance to St. Paul's Bay, where Mm -hmm. Paul and his companions were shipwrecked in 59 AD. There is a church there now. It's St. Paul's Shipwreck Church. The Church of the Shipwreck. We talked about that on the episode. That's amazing. And there is a huge statue of St. Paul, and they can see the catacombs where supposedly St. Paul was in prison there. And there's just like a lot of touristy things to do. So let's just look. I think most people know about Paul's journey and his shipwreck, and we won't read the whole story, but just a little bit, a little synopsis. Paul had been warned twice by the Lord and the Holy Spirit not to go to Jerusalem because 
that God knew that his testimony would not be received mm -hmm. and he wanted him to go to the Gentiles, but Paul wouldn't listen and he wanted to do it his own way. But when he got to Jerusalem, it was just as bad as God told him it would be. The, there was a mob. They were mad at him. They wanted to have him killed, except a, the quick action of a Roman captain and his band of centurions actually arrested Paul and brought him to his castle for safety. So he was there for two years with trials and appeals, and he finally revealed his Roman citizenship to Caesar as a way to get out. And then it was then that he was finally on his way under guard out of Jerusalem. So even though he disobeyed God, God protected him mm -hmm. the whole way. So he leaves Jerusalem, he leaves with a Roman guard, and he ends up on the island of Malta. And one of the times we see this haven slash harbor word is just in the name of the place they were. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair, Fair Havens, Havens near the town of Lycia. So I don't even know if that really counts. It's just the translation of the town, Fair Havens. I know, but that has to mean that it was a safe place. Yes, exactly. But was it a place of rest? <laughs> I'm sure he took a nap there. <laughs> so then moving on in Acts 27, 12, since the harbor was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor, harbor. in Crete, facing both southwest and northwest. That's it for the word harbor, Carrie. And now we have this whole hymn, Haven of Rest, that our hymn writer took mm -hmm. and made a hymn about. It was not from the Bible. We don't have a sound for when things aren't from the Bible. <laughs> we only have sounds for when things are from the Bible. Obviously, looking for Haven of Rest in the Bible didn't give us the results that we wanted. So we just did a Google search. You know we love Google. <laughs> so we found some things online to Haven of Rest churches. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't believe there's only two. Yeah, true. It's the Haven of Rest Missionary Baptist Church in Chicago and the Haven of Rest Bible Church in Galax, Virginia. Mm -hmm. But probably the biggest thing that we found mm -hmm. about Haven of Rest was a radio program. <laughs> so... We have talked about radio programs on Him Talk Twin Talk. But this but one this one <laughs> Go ahead. But this one is called Haven of Rest. Mm -hmm. It is our hymn name. It would be like if we found a radio program called Victory in Jesus. It's literally the name Haven of Rest. And it is the oldest daily Christian radio station in America. Yeah. It started in nineteen thirty-four and has been on every day since. And imagine our surprise when we look up this Haven of Rest radio program, which, of course, is now just called Haven Today. Okay. They right. dropped the of rest. <laughs> it's Haven of Today. Well, actually, you know, Kelly, that makes sense. I mean, what if someone thought Haven of Rest would be like sleepy time shows? Oh, yeah, that's true. Like you think like you put it on to relax and go to bed at night. Yeah. So they, they did change it to Haven Today, which mm -hmm. I think makes sense. Mm -hmm. And imagine our surprise when we look it up and they are in the middle of doing a two-week series on hymns. Are you just as shocked as we are? <laughs> is your jaw on the floor right now? Because ours is. Ours are. <laughs> I mean, this was like big yeah. news for us. I mean, Carrie and I were on the phone. <laughs> this was so exciting. So the, they cover 
any variety of topics on their radio show. Right. The idea that they just happened to be doing a segment on hymns just boggled our mind. Yes. So, so we <laughs> did what we usually do and we reached out to them. Yep. And I'm hoping that by now you've seen or heard that we appeared on Haven, Haven Today. Today last week. Yep, that was Friday, July 28th, during their regular, you know, daily show that they always do. They were going to spend the segment talking about Blessed Assurance, and we, of course, said... We can talk about Blessed Assurance. <laughs> we had so much to say. <laughs> yes. And so, now we have the host of Haven today, Charles Morris. Mm -hmm. And he's going to tell us a little bit about how their radio program, Haven of Rest, started. It started in 1934 with in Hollywood, California, with radio personality Paul Myers. And it continues today as Haven Today with Charles Morris. All right, let's listen to what Charles has to say. Well, let me tell you how the program started. It was the Great Depression. And uh, Paul Myers was a band's name uh, who had been a manager as well as an on-air personality. This is prior to TV mm -hmm. of uh, radio programs in Los Angeles and radio stations. Uh, but he just was an alcoholic and his wife had kicked him out. He couldn't be at home, especially around their children. And so... Uh, he was living in San Diego and what if the day they called a flop house and he went into a church on a Sunday morning, they really wouldn't receive him. Who knows what he looked like? Who knows what he smelled like? Mm -hmm. And he went back to the flop house. He saw that he'd heard the gospel before in his life. He saw that Gideon Bible and he was reminded of the, of the gospel and he got on his knees and he confessed his sins and he asked Christ to save him, but to do something with him for the rest of his life. What did he know? He knew radio. That's all he knew. So he sent a telegram home to his wife, and uh, she knew what he meant by the telegram. He hitchhiked his way back to Los Angeles from San Diego. Uh, and, and within one month, he decided, I'm going to start a radio program, and I'm going to share this new faith I have in Jesus. Well, in those days, you had to have an organ playing in the background, you had to have some music going on, and, you know, these these were those days of those old radio programs, you know, that continued on. Even after TV came along, some of those radio programs moved over to TV. We didn't. And so um, within one month, he had found Four vocalists going to a Christian college in Los Angeles. Uh, he found uh, Lauren Whitney, who played the organ for the very first Billy Graham crusade. He became the organist that played under the entire program. They found a theater organ. And eventually, after, a I don't know, a couple of years, they actually had a building that was in the shape of a boat. So he called it the Good Ship Grace. Aww. And the program opened with eight bells and all's well ringing. Ahoy, shipmates. This is the haven of rest. And they needed a hymn. And so Lauren Whitney, this organist, who Billy asked to go with him and go on the road and be the organist for all the crusades after his very first crusade in Hollywood, California, after World War II. And uh, Lauren just decided he didn't want to leave his family, he didn't want to mm. be on the road, so he stayed with Haven of Rest. 
And uh, Lauren came up with, well, there's this hymn, Haven of Rest. That's how they came up with the name of the program, wow. Haven of Rest. And uh, we call ourselves Haven today mm -hmm. now, but we still have a lot of people that know us as Haven of Rest. And it's interesting. I've been the speaker for 24 years wow. and I can go into the home. I'm the fourth speaker. I can go into the home of somebody who grew up as a child listening to the program and when they start talking about that hymn, they start weeping. Oh. I didn't grow up with that hymn. Mm, right. Neither so it we. doesn't have quite the same pull that it does to me. But it, it it they start weeping because it has something to do with their spiritual foundation. Thousands of people have come to faith in Christ. Listening to that program in those early days with the organ Lauren Whitney playing and First mate Bob coming on and the good ship Grace and the Haven Quartet singing and the rest is history. We are the oldest continuous daily Christian radio program still on the air. The only one that's older than us, and it's only on Sundays, mm -hmm. okay. is the Lutheran Hour. Okay, wow. But we're the oldest daily Christian radio program that was founded in, of all places, Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. We have listeners all over the country and all over the yeah. world. So I know that people have listened and listened to Haven. It's new to us. New to it's us. It's new yeah. to us. Right. Um, but that's one of the best things about our podcast is learning new music, meeting new people, and hearing new stories. And that's a pretty awesome story. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. The the hymn that we're, this Haven of Rest came as a request from somebody who um, he told us that it was his grandfather's favorite hymn. Mm. And ah. yeah, so he. Well, and we know where his grandfather would have heard it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, well, it's not a Fanny Crosby hymn. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but now. But it has great history. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be able to tell our listeners all about it. We have so much research that we've done. There's some awesome stories that go along with Haven of Rest besides the one you just shared. So we are going to tell our listeners all about it. Yeah. Carrie and Kelly, thank you for reaching out. You, thank you. you. Nice to meet you both. You have made our day. You are going to make our week on Yay. Haven today, having you on Friday. So, yeah. all right. All right. Thank you. you. Bye, Thank lady. you. Thank you so Bye. much. So long. So long. Okay, so that's the story by Charles Morris. It was so great to have him tell the story because, mm -hmm. you know, we would have just told you. We would have just told the story. That's what we do here on Him Talk to a Doc. We tell you the backstory. But it was great having him say it. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of another him that really inspired so much. So much. I mean, it inspired this man. It inspired the radio program. And it still is on today. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't do the, the beginning anymore, like he said. Right. He said there was an organ, live organist, just, you know, How about a live quartet. quartet. These four guys would just yeah. be there to sing live. Well, it reminds me of, like, the radio shows yeah. when the girls would be singing. Yeah. and yeah. Oh, yeah, because he said that they would do the jingles. That's right. Exactly. It. They they worked for the radio station and they did all the music. Right. And for this radio show, yeah. they sang Haven of Rest. So we have... We're so excited. We have how they started the radio program. We have the exact recording. So it starts with the ship's horn. You know, that... The, like the foghorn or yeah. something. Yes. And then it's the eight clanging bells. And... 
shipmate Bob or whatever he just said would say all's well. That was the sound of, of everything was smooth that morning. So if you heard eight bells, you knew that everything was fine. I guess, yeah. Okay. So the radio program started with those two sound effects and then the quartet sang. The chorus, very, very slow. Yeah. And rubato. Okay, okay. That's a, a little musical nerd moment. <laughs> M&M's, always fun. So rubato would mean like free. You know, yeah. they wouldn't have to stick to a strict rhythm or tempo. Right. So they did the chorus like that. Then they sang verse one and it would be up tempo. And mm-hmm. then they repeated the chorus. Okay. So the actual hymn is much longer than that. And we'll hear that at the end with our guest performance. But let's spend a couple of minutes listening to the exact way the Haven of Rest radio program began for 70 years. Okay. Let's listen. and the crew of the good ship Grace, the voices from the harbor called Haven of Rest. My soul in sad exile was out on my sea, so burdened with sin and distressed and distressed, till I heard the sweet voice saying, Make me your choice. And I entered the haven of rest. I anchored my soul in the haven of rest. I'll sail the white seas no more. The tempest may sweep. So you heard the chorus and the verse. Now, does that conjure up in your mind, you know, an old-fashioned radio show? Yeah, it definitely has that old-fashioned feel. I mean, I can't picture that song being sung that way now at all. I mean, Ron, who suggested this hymn for us, his grandfather probably knew the radio show. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. So let's get into the hymn. Okay. We heard about how it inspired this radio program, but now let's talk about the hymn. What makes this so special to so many people? And how was it so special to Paul Myers that he picks it for his radio program? It's kind of crazy of all the hymns in the world. So first, we're going to have Reluca play it for us. Yes. And we're going to read all five verses. Verse one. My soul in sad exile was out on life's sea, so burdened with sin and distressed, till I heard a sweet voice saying, make me your choice, and I entered the haven of rest. Verse two. I yielded myself to his tender embrace in faith 
taking hold of the word. My fetters fell off, and I anchored my soul. The haven of rest is my Lord. Verse 3. The song of my soul, since the Lord made me whole, has been the old story so blessed of Jesus who will save whosoever will have a home in the haven of rest. Verse 4. How precious the thought that we all may recline, like John the Beloved so blessed. On Jesus' strong arm, where not tempest can harm, secure in the haven of rest. Verse 5. O come to the Savior, he patiently waits to save by his power divine. Come, anchor your soul in the haven of rest and say, My beloved is mine. And let's just say the words to the chorus, which would have been said at least five times throughout the course of the hymn. I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest. I'll sail the wide seas no more. The tempest may sweep over wild, stormy deep. In Jesus, I'm safe evermore. And thank you to Raluca for playing it for us. We'll have all her information in our show notes. Mm -hmm. Find her on social media. Find her on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, She's releasing, Kelly, a brand new album called Be Still. Right. The music is so beautiful and peaceful because God calls us to be still in his presence. So she picked just perfect hymns to take the listener on a journey from fear and struggles into the Lord's presence. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think it's amazing because her album is really like Mm -hmm. a haven of rest. Mm -hmm. She created a haven of rest with her piano music. All right, back to our hymn. So I sort of look at verse one, two, and three. Okay. And think that they kind of tell Paul's story. There's no way of knowing if this is what actually did inspire our hymn writer. But it very well could be the inspiration for this hymn. Mm. It's someone whose soul is tossed about in the ocean and the sea, and you're looking for a place to land. You're looking for a place to be safe. And we know that that happened to Paul. And then in verse 2, he says, I yielded myself to his tender embrace. My fetters fell off. How does that not remind you of Paul? So Paul was in prison. They actually called them the prison epistles, the letters that he wrote while he was either in house arrest or imprisoned. And it's these three letters, Ephesians, Colossians, and Philippians. Right. You know, and I feel like he is at home. He's safe with God and the fetters fell off. And of course, so that's like real literal chains, you know, that bound him. But it also can be the figurative chains that bind us in sin. We are free when we come to know Jesus. And I feel like that's what Paul Myers, our radio host, was drawn to. You know, he found Jesus as an adult later in his life after battling alcoholism. And he must have felt so free His fetters had fallen off. So, Kel, if that's verses 1, 2, and 3, verse 4 is when we see the shift. Yeah. So we see the soul now at rest with the Lord. So whatever was going on, the tempest, the Mm -hmm. storm, Mm -hmm. now the soul is at rest. Now, I thought this was so poetic. Yeah. He says, John, 
Jesus's blessed disciple, um, is able to rest on Jesus's arm and we can do that as well. Yeah, right. In fact, the only time that we really see John lying and reclining on Jesus is at the Last Supper. Mm -hmm. That's the only time we see it. And it's supposed to be an example of that close relationship that he did, he had with Jesus because he was the most loved, but also we can have. Right. So this hymn writer isn't the first person to kind of make that connection. That is a connection that has been made that we can be just like John, secure in Jesus's arms. And our hymn writer calls it that the, the haven, haven of, of rest. rest. And then in verse five, it's the invitation. Oh, come right. to the Savior. He patiently waits and the invitation is there come anchor your soul in the haven of rest and there's some more water imagery you know anchor haven of rest and so not only is that an invitation to us but I feel like it's an invitation for us to give to other people we already know Jesus's safe arms we already are saved and know and now we take verse five and invite others So that's the path that this hymn went on, and it ends with us inviting other people to enjoy that haven of rest with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this refrain that keeps getting repeated five times, maybe six times, you know, really makes the drives the point home that we must anchor our souls to Jesus. All right, so we have talked about this hymn. And everything that happened after the hymn was written. But we need to talk about this hymn writer. Right. You know, and it's funny, even when we were talking about it and learning about it, I kept picturing the guy from the radio station as the hymn writer. Mm -hmm. But he he did not write the hymn. He was just inspired by the hymn. I mean, the hymn changed his life. Right. Yeah. So let's learn about our hymn writer today. First time on the program, Henry Lake Gilmore. Gilmore. He was born on January 19, 1836 in Londonderry, Ireland. He immigrated to the United States at the age of 16, and he went right to Philadelphia. Which, Kelly, this is so funny. The guy who requested this hymn is from the Philly area. Oh, that's so funny. Ron is totally from around Philly. So he came to America for the sole purpose of learning navigation. He wanted to be on the water. He wanted to learn how to steer ships. That was his thing. He wanted to learn how to be a ship's captain. So I loved learning about this Henry Lake Gilmore. Okay, I love that whole name. I know. I, I mean, know. honestly, I know. I'm sure our listeners are thinking that we're saying Gilmore like the Gilmore Girls. Right. right but right. it's spelled G-I-L-M-O-U-R. Gilmore. I like that. I mean, honestly, if I were meeting someone and he introduced himself as Henry Lake Gilmore, I feel like I would be immediately impressed. She would be smitten, you guys. I would be smitten just by the name. (laughs) All right, so he comes to America, and when he's 16 years old to learn navigation, he wants to work on the boat. And somewhere along the line, he changes his mind, and he becomes a painter. He learned the painter's trade. And you guys, he was engaged in painting this lighthouse that is at Cape May, New Jersey. It was built in 1859. It was he who helped paint it after it was built. And this lighthouse still stands today. It is located in the Cape May Point State Park. And you can go and visit it. You can climb up the 199 steps. Can you get all the way to the top? 
Yep, to the top. What? And you can see this huge, beautiful view of the Delaware Bay and Atlantic Ocean. And in this park, there's nature trails. And there's even, like, you know, little plaques telling you what you're looking at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this lighthouse was restored and is maintained by the Cape May Museum and Arts and Culture Society. And so they have 2.5 million visitors that have climbed to the top. And it is listed in the state and national registers of historic places. Okay, we can totally visit. The admission fee is only $12 for adults. Perfect. $8 for children. (laughs) We should totally go there. Where's our captain? This is your captain. (laughs) (laughs) And New Jersey's not that far. No, and the truth is is that someday I want to visit the Jersey Shore. I've wanted to go for so long. We've never been. People, I love the beach, and people say those are the best beaches. Um, And so I thought, oh, maybe road trip to the Jersey Shore. But it's 200 miles from the Jersey Shore, this lighthouse. Oh, it's not on the beach. Well, well it's, it's got to be on some it, water. Well, it's on some water for sure, but it is not at the Jersey Shore. And I think that's a nice little connection, though. I mean, a lighthouse is, can be considered a haven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've learned that Henry Lake Gilmore started out learning how to be on a ship. Then he became a painter. And then he actually joins the army during the Civil War. He fought for the Union Army with the 1st New Jersey Cavalry, and unfortunately, he was captured, and he spent several months as a Confederate prisoner at Libby Prison. Yes, so this is in 1861. Confederate authorities confiscated a three-story brick warehouse right in Virginia at Cary and Canal Street, and it would become Richmond's most notorious prison. Wow. I know. It served as the headquarters for the Confederate States Military Prison and was the depot where all captured POWs were brought before being transferred to surrounding prisoners prisons. So this prison stands empty. The Civil War is over. The prisoners have been released. And what do you do with this prison that, you know, ha- had a horrible history? Well, does it become a museum? Yes, except that the person who wanted it to become a museum was a millionaire who lived in Chicago. So he moved the prison brick by brick from Richmond, Virginia, so that it would stand in Chicago. And it is part of this millionaire's Civil War relics. He was a collector. And it's a museum that houses everything that he had. I mean, this is clearly someone who has so much money, he doesn't know what to do with it. Yep. It was open to the public on September 21st, 1889, and it was full of all the relics of the war that he had collected, plus his own personal art collection. And it actually did tremendous business. Okay, so I'm not sure I want to, but (laughs) could we visit? No. It closed, and the bricks were disposed of as souvenirs to builders. Some went to the Chicago Historical Society, um, and they have... A Civil War room, so they are on display there. Okay, so I, I, we love Chicago. I would love to go to Chicago, and there's, I've never been. There's so much to see there. So, would we go to the Chicago Historical Society and be able to see a little bit of Libby Prison? Well, it's so funny because when we were in Chicago, so much was about the architecture mm. and the fire. You know mm. how they built up the city after the fires, right? 
I never even heard about stuff about the Civil War yeah. and, re- and relics and historical rooms and like, yeah, I never heard of any of that. So we're fo- following Henry Lake Gilmore's life and he's just trying a million things. It's kind of, it. it's kind of funny. So he goes from right. ship's captain or wanting to be a ship's captain, painter, to soldier, to prisoner. And when he gets out of prison... You might think that he starts his career as a hymn writer, but not yet. He goes to school to be a dentist. dentist. I feel like I could do that sound again. (laughs) I mean, a dentist. This guy's kind of amazing. So he went to Philadelphia Dental School and Mm -hmm. he carried an active dental practice in New Jersey for several years. Mm -hmm. He was married in 1858 to his bride, Letitia Pauline Howard, Mm -hmm. and they built a life in Winona, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. He attended the Winona Methodist Church, Mm -hmm. and he was the Sunday school superintendent. I know. He served there for a long, long time and served the church. All during this time, Carrie, he was really involved with music, Mm -hmm. and he was a song leader at Mm -hmm. some of the camp meetings, and he even traveled. He went to Mountain Lake Park, Maryland, Ridgeview Park, Pennsylvania, and even though he was a successful dentist, Mm -hmm. he was a widely respected song leader in revivals and camp meetings, and he would devote 10 weeks of his vacation time each year for such work. Can you imagine 10 weeks of his vacation from being a dentist? He would go to the Pitnam Grove camp meetings, and he directed the choir there for 40 years. He also was a frequent visitor to the Ocean Grove camp in New Jersey. Yeah, Kelly, I we follow Ocean Grove Camp mm-hmm. Association on mm-hmm. social media. A lot of hymn writers have spent yes. time there. We read that Thomas Obadiah Chisholm, our great hymn writer of Great, great is, is Thy Faithfulness, Faithfulness, which we did on episode 50. If you haven't listened to it, you really should. <laughs> he um, was associated with the camp. He, he retired there after oh, he was done, yeah. you know, his work. And then we know that Johnson Oatman Jr., he was the awesome hymn writer behind Count, Count Your, Your Blessings. Blessings. He was there. I, I mean... I just imagine that this yeah. is just a place of, you know, musical creativity, right. expression, praise, mm-hmm. worship, and people are inspired to create hymns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all the different jobs that yes. Henry Lake Gilmore had, I mean, his biggest impact that he had was on church music. Of course. And he was an editor, he was an author, and he was a composer. We read that he edited and published 25 gospel songbooks. And who did he work with? William Kirkpatrick. One of my favorite guys. Carrie's favorite guy. Uh, one of them. So I love this. Um, our guy has this network yes. of other hymn writers right. that he's associating with, that he's working with. Right. The only thing that I can imagine is that he had some resources. Right. He had a successful dental practice, and he was able to do all of this other stuff in his free time. Mm-hmm. And he also had the talent. Mm-hmm. He, it says that he died in Del Air, New Jersey, after a buggy accident. Right. You know, like horse and buggy. Right. I didn't think it was mosquitoes. <laughs> a horse and buggy accident. Yeah. And in his lifetime, he wrote 83 hymns and 321 tunes. Okay, should we do one of his other songs? Do you want to share something else? Well, yes, but if you can believe it, we don't know any of the songs. I mean, we we didn't know Haven of Rest either. Right, right. But I thought it was interesting. There's 83 hymns. There were a few that seemed to be about the ocean or Mm -hmm. the water Mm -hmm. or shipwreck. There's even one that seems to be maybe about the battle. Could it have been referencing the time that he served in the Civil War? So let's try one of these. Okay. 
I think it's so interesting. He wanted to be a ship's captain. Yeah. He writes this song, Haven of Rest, with a lot of sea, ocean elements. And now let's try this one. It's actually called, With Jesus in the Vessel, We We Can can Laugh at storm. Storm. It has an alternate title of The Heavenly Pilot. So that that's an easier title, yes. don't you think? Okay. okay, let's try it. With Jesus in the vessel, we can laugh at storm. Take the pilot in, take the pilot in. Though sleeping on a pillow, yet he saves from harm. Take the heavenly pilot in. Take the pilot, take the pilot, for the reefs are close at hand. Though the threatening storms may cause alarm, he'll bring us safe to land. Okay, that's kind of fun. Super fun. The thing is that I don't really know what this song really is saying. What does take the pilot in mean? We say it over and over again. What does that mean? Any well, guesses? The, pi- the pilot has to be God. Has to be Jesus. So we're taking him in? I'm wondering if the pilot is, you know, the the man who's captaining the ship. And it's like, take him in. We don't need him anymore because we have Jesus. No. I think it's about, it's not like taking him in. It's about like taking hold of him. It's like taking him in your arms. Like being with him. Take the pilot. Take the pilot. For the reefs are close at hand. The reefs are... Dangerous. We're yeah. going towards the reefs. Yeah, the threatening storms are causing alarm. And he'll bring us safe to land. The pilot. We're taking him in. I feel like that's so weird to sing that we're taking Jesus in. It take has the pilot to, in. It has to be an, like an old-fashioned expression. Maybe take the pilot in means get the pilot to steer the ship correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know? Okay, we don't know that one. So maybe that's going to be some other episode. <laughs> I'd love to dive into this. I mean, he'll, verse three says, he'll guide amid the breakers of a friendless world. Mm. Now, this hymn is in two hymnals. So. <laughs> and we have the word haven. Yes. In verse four, he writes, and when we reach the haven on the glassy sea, mm-hmm. we'll sing our happy rescue through eternity. Mm. So there's haven. We just don't know who the pilot is mm-hmm. and where he is. And why he has to be taken in. We are saying that Gilmore's hymnspiration was his interest in the water. Mm-hmm. His interest in the ocean and how he won, once upon a time wanted, wanted to, to be a captain. A, yeah, wanted, wanted to be the pilot. <laughs> wanted to be the heavenly pilot. <laughs> so, and I just think that with all his trying out different careers and maybe not finding exactly what was right for him and maybe even spending time in prison as a prisoner of war, he was desperately searching for his own haven of rest and maybe Ocean Grove, New Jersey, becoming a hymn writer, becoming a songwriter. Maybe that was his haven of rest. He finally felt home. He finally felt safe. And it just begs the question of where do we feel safe? Where do we put our hope? Well, I mean, it's kind of a rhetorical question, right, Kelly? Right. We know where we should put our hope. Mm-hmm. We know who is our haven of rest. But, you know, just thinking of Gilmore's story, I'm brought to Job. Mm. Job chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. What does the Bible say? <laughs> and I'm going to read the King James Version because that's what our hymn writer would have read. Absolutely. So here it is. There... 
The wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary be at rest. Mm. There the prisoners rest together. They hear not the voice of the oppressor. Mm. So what Job is talking about here, this there, this place. Right. I mean, he could call it the haven of rest. Right. Yeah. So if your soul is out on the seas, if you're in a stormy season Mm -hmm. of your life, Mm -hmm. anchor your soul to the only one who can give rest. Anchor your soul to Jesus Christ. I mean, anchoring is a very real thing that mm. ships need to do. I mean, right. I mean, it, it's a very real thing, but metaphorically speaking, it's a really powerful image. Mm. Anchor yourself to the Lord. And that is when you can truly experience this haven, haven of, of rest. rest. And our hymn writer, Henry Lake Gilmore, experienced the haven of rest in his life. And Kelly, what about the guy from the radio show right. who started the show? Mm-hmm. Paul Myers. He found the haven of rest. Right, in a real dramatic way. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ saved him in a very real way. And Ron, Ron, our listener from yes. from Philadelphia, his grandfather mm-hmm. found the haven of rest. Mm-hmm. And how many people listening to that radio show, now it's called Haven Today, mm-hmm. but have been listening all of these years, 90 years or so, yeah. and how many people have found the true haven of rest through their ministry? Mm. So we found a singer who is making music, has a hymn ministry on YouTube, on social media. His name is Michael Lining. And Kelly, I think this is the best. He actually makes music with his whole family. You'll hear recordings with his son, with his wife, Mandy. I mean, it's very, very sweet. But he says he just wants to make recordings that uplift our Savior Mm. and also fun music that everyone can enjoy. So he has a recording of Haven of Rest, so I thought we could share it. Awesome. All right. This is Michael Lining, Haven Haven of of Rest. My soul in sad exile was out on life's sea, so burdened with sin and distress till I heard a sweet voice saying make me your choice and I entered the haven of rest I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest, I'll sail the wide seas no more. The tempest may sweep o'er the wild stormy deep. In Jesus I'm safe evermore. The song of my soul since the Lord made me whole has been the old story so blessed of Jesus who said whosoever will have a home in Of rest. 
different feel because it was only one voice. Yes. You heard some of that like kind of jazzy gospely harmonies in the piano, but 
it wasn't in the voice because it was a solo voice. And he accompanies himself, Kel. He's a nice. piano player. He's a nice. trumpet player. And of course, he has this beautiful baritone voice. Mm-hmm. And he took it really slowly. Mm-hmm. We ten- have a tendency of doing things fast, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Everything's fast on Him Talk Twin. I know. I don't know why. But really, find more of his music, Kelly. Yeah. His YouTube channel has so many great hymns. I mean, he does all the ones that people love to hear. Mm-hmm. He has I'll Fly Away, Ooh. In the Sweet By and By. Oh. He has Holy, 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 Guide Me, Although Great Jehovah. So okay. he has a, a huge mix. Yep. And he even has recordings of him playing the trumpet. Nice. Yeah. So nice. thank you, Michael, yes. for sharing your music with us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ron, for bringing this to our attention. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Charles from Haven Today, who was here to, you know, talk about the story behind the radio mm-hmm. program. And thank you for letting us on your program. I know, I know. That was really fun. That was great. And thank you for coming on ours. So we're just about done, Carrie. Do you yeah. have your hymn take? Uh, well, I would like to share Ron's hymn take. All right. So Ron and I were t- communicating through Twitter. If you are looking for Him Talk Twin Talk on Twitter, please find us. We're actually just called Him Talk right. on Twitter. Right. But Ron said that he remembers the radio show, um, Haven of Rest, awesome. but he didn't realize that it was still on. Right. And he didn't realize that it changed the name. Yeah. So he's going to look it up. But he said he just loves the phrase, my soul is anchored to him. Mm. My soul is anchored. He said that no matter what he goes through in life, all, any storms he faces, he is secure in mm. him. That's nice. Yeah. I, and I have to say the word anchor kind of struck a chord in me right, too. Right, yeah. Right. So I, I'm with Ron on that. Aww. But what's your, what's yours? Well, we want whatever we do on him talk twin talk we always want to point to jesus and that really resonated with me because charles morris on his radio station always says on his show um it's all about jesus it's all about mm-hmm. jesus so where in the hymn does it really explain you know who jesus is or how jesus is the haven of rest so i am drawn to verse 2 okay my fetters fell off and i anchored my soul so there's your words yeah yeah the haven of rest is, is my Lord. Lord. So if you weren't sure, right. you know, there it is in plain English. The haven of rest is my Lord. The haven of rest is Jesus. You cannot have a haven of rest outside of him. Mm. It There isn't one. Well, that's awesome, Cal. There are so many like little phrases that hit me. Like, yeah. I love the anchored my soul. Mm-hmm. I love like that you used to sail the wide seas yeah. and now you yeah. don't anymore. Yeah. I love when he's talking about John. I yes. mean, it's just such a specific yeah. thing, yeah. you know, about how he talks about John. How many hymns mention John? I know. You know, not name. many, not yeah. many. So I, there's just so many things that I love. But I think if I had to pick my hymn take, I would choose for, verse three. Mm-hmm. So it says, the song of my soul, Mm. since the Lord made me whole, Mm. the song that I have inside of me that will never stop is the gospel. Mm. I mean, it says, has been the old story so blessed. But to me, that's the gospel of who Jesus is. It reminds me of the other hymn, the old, old story. Yes. Right? Yes. I heard an old, old story. And it's Jesus who will save us. Mm -hmm. So I love verse three, the song of my soul. Mm. 
That's awesome. I really love digging into this hymn, and I loved the journey it took us on I to know. the radio station in really? California. We weren't expecting it. You yeah. you know, when we start researching a hymn, we never know right. what it's going to yield. Right, and we never expected 85 to be this big, big deal, but it was. Yeah. And we loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Ron. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Michael. All right, we'll be back in two weeks for a brand new hymn, number 86. Don't think that 86 is going to be a dud. No, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. All right, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Keep singing. Bye.